I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart, and this is my food podcast. Uh, as always, my two bro co-hosts, Chris Stewart and Andre Conaparo, say hello. How hello. How you doing? <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only person here in the room who's not sick. This is true. Apparently, it's going around. Yeah, yes. My girlfriend is, was sick. Mm-hmm. It's some San Ana winds, dog. San Ana winds. If you live here in LA, you have eh, allergies and all that bad stuff going around. So I've been I've been juicing it, juicing mm-hmm. that ginger. Yeah, how about that shot you gave me this morning? It was good, huh? With a ginger, turmeric, garlic, lemon, and lemon. Mm-hmm. And it looked like carrot juice. And I was like, oh, you made some carrot juice. Very Bright nice. orange. I'm have a little oh. carrot juice this morning. All that turmeric, man. It did not taste like carrot juice. Turmeric. No. Burned daddy up good, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Mm. Turmeric's supposed to be really good for your metabolism, right? It's good for damn near everything. I know it's good for, for damn near everything, but digestion and metabolism, I've heard turmeric is one of those things people suggest. Yeah, and if you buy, if you buy the root of it from Whole Foods... It's really, it's pretty expensive. It's like ten dollars a pound. Yeah, yeah. but that much of it. But uh, if you find like an ethnic market, specifically an Indian market, mm. you can get it for half that. Yeah, shout outs. Uh, what India sweets and spices on those fields? Yeah, here in Los Angeles, if you live here, India sweets and spices, you can just buy tons of it. It's four ninety nine a pound. Juice it up, and it's just it's liquid gold, good for the body. Um, it's uh, another. I always forget about this use because I like scars so much. Scars. I, you know, I'd be injuring myself on the regs. <laughs> you so, like scars? Just I, well, I like it up my in the scars. kitchen. I'm proud of my scars. Yeah, I think all, I think all, all cooks are. A big scar on my freaking. On my, scars are the on are the poor man's head. tattoo. I would say that's true. Kind of the poor man's tattoo, or the accident prone person's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. tattoo. <laughs> and I poor in luck. I've I've always been accident prone, and I have had moments of being poor. <laughs> um, so uh, I hurt myself, and I'm poor, <laughs> and I'm poor, <laughs> ladies, um, <laughs> and I'm single. Believe <laughs> I'm single. it or not, I still get it. <laughs> it doesn't work when you have when you're congested. You can't say I still get it when you got cold. I still get it. I still get it. It's all right, Stewie. But uh, if you take the powder and you rub it in your cut, turmeric powder, turmeric powder, put a bandit on it, it'll. Natural antiseptic. It was get rid of that scar. Oh, reduces really? Off no scar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else does it do? Can it take uh, care of these crow's feet I've got? Well, yeah, yeah nothing can take okay. care of those, old man. <laughs> twins, by the way. Um, um it, it just—it's so good for inflammation, and I, you can see my scar on my head is like even kind of pink and inflamed. So if I didn't like That's scars, the most recent so in the bicycling accident. Yeah, I went over. LA that. drivers pay more attention to your cyclists. <laughs> Actually, my wheel just fell off my bike. Well, and I went it. over the handlebar. So sure. yeah, that'll just, happen. Well, speaking of you falling off that, we're going to talk about sous vide on this episode. Yeah, should we sous vide for, for a good amount? Well, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 warm up with some. 
some other fun stuff first. You were you were talking about Master Chef Junior earlier. Uh, that's one I don't because I watched Top Chef. Yeah, I, I and I I sort of watched Master Chef even though it's pretty ridiculous and it's read really stupid, inwatchable to me. I can't do it. I can't watch it. And also the taste. I tried to watch it in that show. Nah, dog. In, impossible to watch. But I still think Top Chef is cool. I think it's it's the gold standard, right? Oh, yeah. For gold standard. And, the, and the finale was just last night. The Asian girl won. <laughs> Sorry for the spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, no. The Asian girl, she works at, uh, I forgot her name. She works at Voltage, at Inc. She's oh, a yeah. sous chef at Inc. Oh. She's a beast, man. I need to watch it. I haven't seen. I haven't watched it in so long because when it first came out, I dated a girl that was obsessed. Shout out uh, to <laughs> bite my tongue, and we watched so much reality television. And and I've seen. We we just we wouldn't go out on Thursdays or whatever night. Yeah, Wednesdays. Is that, is that the block? Wednesdays. Yeah, the, we we just had to watch Top Chef for a week. So I, I, I it's hard for me to watch it again. It, 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 sure. I done. You I, need to rub a little turmeric on those scars, don't you? I blew my load. Yeah. I think uh, I think Top Chef I can I can get down with, but I I have a real big sore spot and pet peeve with just cooking cooking competition shows. No, oh, yeah. go yeah. against every fiber of what I believe food to be and the way it should be looked at and approached and shared. Well, I think cooking competitions convey none of that. And it drives <laughs> me up the wall. Yeah, I mean, I'll do the Top Chef. I'll do the Iron Chef. Right. Because you can learn so much. You can see new techniques and get. Inspiration and see fun yeah. combinations of ingredients and all stuff, and they have great guests yeah. that don't take it too seriously. Sometimes, yeah, more they, than any other they have show. The, the chance of but having like a, a chill person or on whatever. There. Yeah, but like, and but now all the competition shows are just. It's not just a competition. It's bad enough that it is, but then also like Cutthroat Kitchen, they have to have like sabotages and all that stuff. A lot of crying and just. You're gonna make foie gras where we throw cans of tuna at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, true. so by the end of it, it's not, it, it's not a cooking competition at all. It's just like, did you get lucky when you like bid this monopoly money when somebody brought out a baby stroller that you had to sit in while you're making soup? It's just, it, it has no nothing to do with being who's the best chef. It's boring. It's tough. It's and it's sad. But even worse than all of this is most likely Top Master Chef Junior. Where they have how old are these kids doing it? They're probably they're from I think it's thirteen. Then there's a little there's a Grom that's on there. It's eight. But that's eight? not the a Grom. Yeah, a, a Grom. An eight year old Grommy. But that that wasn't the show that I that I watched though. I watched one and it's and it's exhausting because. You watch a different kids cooking show? Skirt. <laughs> what is it? It's the Ace of Cakes dude, Duff. Okay. He has a cooking well, show. A baking. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> uh, his attire is shocking all the time. But it's a kids baking competition that I watch with my roommate Taro. Taro with a T. Taro with a T. Fan Shout of the out. pod. Fan of the pod. Sure. And it is heartwarming. It's like the first time I watched. Top Chef. It is oh, the really? sweetest, most tender show. I can they're try and get behind pu- that. They're pulling for each other. They're making really interesting desserts and it's like just pulling pot of shoe out of their ass, like competition, like just like just like the recipe. And they're they're around probably yeah, twelve. Yeah, it is the cutest thing you'll ever see. 
Well, I feel like I love the it. first okay. just hearing about it for the first time just now from you. I'm just imagining like how crueler young kids can be, yeah. even than adults. Sometimes I'm like, is this just like a really mean, vindictive cooking show on steroids? Because these <laughs> kids have like no moral compass yet, really, to deal with. But then yeah. when you think about it... Kids, but then you're saying it's really sweet. I'm like, no, nah, I can get behind that. Like but when that. you... When they you, love each other. Because most, most kids, you know, have... Yeah, they have no barometer if they're, Life being, perspective. if they're being, like, horribly cruel or not. Right. But the kind of kid who turns to cooking at age eight... Is fat. Is, is A, maybe fat. <laughs> and Not as one. And really? Uh, no, they're all... They're all perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Master well, like, race, the I'm saying, show. I'm saying <laughs> the kind of kid who who picks up the the whisk instead of the the football helmet is definitely going to be a little more kind spirited and a little more accepting and you know looking for a friend and some camaraderie. You know, like you know, like theater kids. These are well rounded exactly. people. Goddamn it, theater kids. Whatever you know, whatever alternative it's lifestyle right. you've chosen, that's, that's what a, different. Whatever kindness and empathy that these kids. Are showing on the cooking show will quickly be beaten out of them in the seventh grade. So yeah. catch them while you can. It's hot. <laughs> what? So are, like every week a kid loses and, nice. and leaves the nice. show. <laughs> it's, all, it's all on a cliff. <laughs> it's they're they're force fed frosting until no they more. die. <laughs> so so every week a kid is voted off. No, it's not voted. It, well, it's just it's. Like eventually it works. It's two way. judges. It's Duff and then like Valerie Bertinelli. And Naturally. Okay. So, why, so every why wouldn't so it be somebody, Valerie Bertinelli? Somebody She's gets great. eliminated each episode and it eventually builds up to one winner. Is that? I guess. So. I mean, I don't want that to happen. Okay. So but when yeah. so each episode when this kid loses and gets eliminated from the show, how sad is it? Uh, well, far worse for Tyler and I. The Are kids take it like, geez. <laughs> Every time Tyler and I are just like just just staring at each other, heads shaking. It ain't right. Are what, they crying? What? Yeah. It ain't right. Um last episode, no tears. She was just like pulling off a band-aid. Episode before there were tears. They they sent two the off. Oh, man. Is it all desserts? Um it is all desserts, yes. Because they cake, dude. Yeah. I'm assuming is it all desserts? Yeah, it's all desserts. All well, well I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's actually I mean, it's fantastic. It's one of those things where I'm sure if it was there was a marathon of it on the airplane, I would just be yeah. I'd have my my Kleenex ready to go. And on paper, it's just like, oh, you got to be kidding! I'm like, why are you watching this? Dog came home on a yeah. Monday on paper, night, it sounds horrible. It sounds horrible, but it's really really good. And then inversely, I want to see it. Now. It's like I the watched... movie Pitch Perfect. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I should like that movie. Um, I think the pitches are back pretty soon too. So. Yeah, Pitch Perfect two coming soon. Also, l- late breaking news: Drake just released an album out huh? of nowhere on the internet just moments ago. Not no next way. Day, album, full album. Can we say that louder? Just like screaming, can we open up the window. <laughs> Everybody from the rooftop, shout it out. Yeah, where's like the little kid in the stone cobbler hat being like? Hey, everybody! Extra, extra, extra Drake extra. just released it. Can we record the podcast over that album? <laughs> we we can we can do a little is Drake it a on free this. album. Oh. I don't know if it's free or not. Mm. That's how that's how fresh this news is. <laughs> is and people are going to listen to this on Saturday when this episode comes out, and it's and it's 
which is two days from now. Today's yeah. Thursday. Hi. And it's going to seem like ancient history. Dang. Yes. The people will have already listened to the album Pitchfork, will have already rated it and reviewed it. Five stars on iTunes. Definitely give me five stars. <laughs> Do you think Jersey has a good palate? Probably not. I, he he, he, he eats some expensive it. ass food, I bet. I gave him tequila. He was He rather enjoyed it. Mm. But you, gave, I, you gave Drake some tequila? Yeah, I mean, it's not like I saw him on the street. It was like, just like, dog, <laughs> dog, dog, get at me. Yeah. You're at a yeah. Chevron. You're like, I got a bottle on the back. <laughs> you want to take a little pull off of this before I head out, bud? Yeah. So you, so you were working at a restaurant. I was working at a restaurant. And he came in. He came, we... See, like, I knew you were good for something on this podcast, too. Let's on, get into now. it. Good for everything. This is at a restaurant that you don't work at anymore. No. So Never worked just... there, actually. You feel me? You feel me? Oh. Uh, Everybody? Never worked there. Mom's the word. I mean, if it's if it's an establishment that Drake would visit, you know, it's he didn't visit it. No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a regs thing. It wasn't a regular. No, he came in well after hours, so I literally just handed it to him. I was like, I'm not gonna charge your ass, and I'm not gonna charge your ass because I can't because it's after. So he hours. came in well after hours. Yeah. Can we do a selfie? You, you give Drake yeah. a little what a what, what tequila was it? Do you remember? I think it was actually Clooney's tequila. Cabo Wabo. No, well, ironically <laughs> close. Uh, George Clooney's, Clooney's Casamigos, yeah. Which ha- is great. I, Andre, you good. gave me some of that. It's not bad. I like no, it's, actually, no, it's not I, bad. It's really good. Well, the funny like story the about that is good. it is not that bad. Um, I don't know for the money. I think what I got was like 45 bucks for the bottle. And it was it was fine. It definitely wasn't bad. I feel like there's better tequila for that money. But uh, yeah. my girlfriend had come back He's handsome. From, he is handsome. <laughs> But my girlfriend had come back from a baby shower, and she she likes alcohol, uh, but she, and she likes tequila, but she doesn't drink that often because she does she does the whole like it makes me crazy. Oh, so, but she was like, I had this tequila, and it's Hopefully so good, listening. and it's called Casa Azul. And I was like, All right, yeah, sure. Don't remember the name, but then I'm out and I'm grabbing some stuff for dinner. I thought I'd get a little surprise because she. She talked about it like two or three times since then. And I was like, oh, yeah, is that th- oh, it's Casa Amigos. It's right there on sale. Sure. And I brought it home, and she started laughing hysterically. And she's like, that's George Clooney's tequila. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, shit. I don't know. I, I've I had Casa Azul tequila, yeah. and it's really good. Yeah, it is good. But it's, it's also, also like 100 bucks. $100 right? a bottle. We found and, that out. And the bottle is another. There's a, it's the second of two tequilas where the bottle looks like a penis. Yeah. Oh, there's right. the other one. There's the other ball of tequila where it like fully looks like a penis. Yeah, there's balls at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And there is, and the, and this Casa Azul, it's like a, it's like a hand painted blue and white bottle that's very long. It looks like a swan's neck. Yeah. Or a dong. I don't. I mean, and is that what she used is, in Gone Girl? By the way, sorry. <laughs> I just saw it the other day. Nailed it. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Fincher classic. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, yeah, it would have. I would not have gotten the bottle. If it was a hundred bucks. Yeah, sure. Let's not just let me pick up no. real quick. No. So, Stewie, are you allowed to drop any more, <laughs> any more interesting celebrity people who have you who you've served no, at this restaurant? Not at all. No, nah, come uh, on. Give us one. On. Give us, can't, give us you a can't tease us like that. So Drake didn't eat anything. Give us give us he something involving food. Like, it's a food podcast. The, this is a food podcast. <laughs> Wait a minute. Y'all done bamboozled me. <laughs> I thought it was just here for the free beef and wine. Um, we've got beef. We've got wine. Well, what do you, you want to know? If you don't say any names, then we're going to have beef stew. Well, what do you... <laughs> just what, a, just a, a interesting... Just a little tale of... parameters? A, like somebody you think uh, that's like... Like a celeb who's come in and, and what did they mm. eat and, and... Let's go full circle here. The My 
one of the greatest one of the kids because customers. it's always interesting i mean obviously like hey somebody went to this restaurant but it's even more interesting to see like oh what did they order yeah. well how about the most terrified that i was ever Ooh, taking anybody's order suge knight yeah. came out <laughs> for some uh-uh. wings a little after hours you're out of them shit got wild that luckily is... suge's behind bars now so. yeah i'm rest, safe rest in peace for almost now. let's hope he doesn't make bail no it was uh something that we were just speaking of in, in a roundabout way it was chef gordon ramsay Ah, yeah. Chef Gordon Ramsay, fantastic. So you waited on Gordon Ramsay. Gordon, he was with some footballers. So, mm-hmm. um, Roy Keane. Holy some, shit. And, uh, did, did you told Dan this, this story? Named David Beckham. Was yeah. I've heard about that guy yeah. before. So he's just, good. Hey, so, David Beckham is as pretty as you think. He is a good looking mother. Bit. God, he's just looking real him. good. He smells good. He's exactly. good. Yeah. Sure, sure. All cleaned up. Sign me up. Mm hmm. Uh, so that, it was the three of them. Yes. English royalty at the table. Yep. And friend Dan O, who's the biggest Manchester United fan I've ever met. Pointka. So what did what they what did they get? Uh well basically he was the the he was the star of the show. Gordon Ramsay was was steering the ship. And we knew it was coming. Chef warned me. I was oh you know. when you're Gordon Ramsay and with a couple athletes, of course he's gonna you know, he's gonna steer the ship. Yeah, it started with well yeah, he he, he, he chose the wine talked and went through the menu explained everything that needed to be explained he basically did my job we we like co-waited the table and he was he had come from a, sh- a shoot so i told him the special was the bolognese he ordered the bolognese it's raw didn't have a he had like a few bites i mean i've had it a, quite a few times it's, it's quite tasty but he's like mate i've he, he specifically pulled me aside like towards the end of the meal he letting me know like just clear this away I was like, and he, I gave him that look of like, oh. He's like, no, 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 please. I want you to tell the chef. I think it's quite lovely. It's fantastic, but I've been eating food all day, mate. I can't eat another bite of food, please. <laughs> I greatly appreciate it. So, yeah, when you're when you're that type of food celebrity or television personality, you really have to learn how to eat without. I mean, when it's your job to look good on TV all day, huh. and also eat food all day that's that's tough because you're just like constantly surrounded with the best food in the world being shoveled down your throat it, it would take a lot of willpower not to just munch it all down yeah. you know but the footballers man they ate a lot of fried chicken and a lot of steak mm. yeah almost all steak and fried chicken they could pack it in but they're athletes man it's just like a whole other thing they gotta feed, they burn those off feed the instantly. furnace but he was yeah it's just fuel Calories to burn. Yeah. And of course, Rod the Mod came in afterwards and they met him up for drinks. It was lovely. Rod he, Stewart? Yeah, Rod Stewart. Uncle Rod. But that was the... Well, that's, that, that sounds like a very fun dinner table to be at. That sounds like a crazy dinner table. Also, Stewart, yeah. Gordon Ramsay, and David Beckham. Rod Stewart also Roy Keane. could not Roy be Keane. more affable. The sweetest man. We, I was introduced to him by, by a friend named, named Stu as well. Yeah. And he straight away was like, how do you spell it, man? It was like, the only way. It's like, oh, right, you're all right with me? And then, and then we had a three-way hug, Rod Stewart, myself, wow. and another man, Stewart. Yeah. Yes. Damn, I've never hugged Rod Stewart. <laughs> he's so little. He's, Is he he's a little guy? so small. He's tiny. Big hair. I mean, that confirms that all celebrities are, are tiny people. He's a huge soccer mm-hmm. fan, though, I've heard, Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he, he has played. a full soccer pitch in his backyard. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I've heard. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Mm, are we, um, we were are we recording? I think so. <laughs> so um, speaking of you doing that, there's there's been a lot of restaurants um, 
or not a lot, but uh, uh, some restaurants who are considering switching over to the no tipping policy. Where it's built in. Where it's built in, and a lot of people are predicting that the tip will be removed completely in the next maybe 10 years or something like that. As somebody who's worked serving for many a year, how, how, how does that tickle your fancy? I God, I so you, so I don't be, know if you can even th- like hypothesize that. I well, can't. Well, I basically, can't even. we should ex- we, we explain what the because now I mean the the they 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 pay waiters less or servers less. I mean currently, yeah, they well, pay, like minimum wage. They they pay them the minimum California, wage. California, we're speaking they, California here, and they make their make their money in tips. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then the plan would be to give them a increase in hourly rate. Remove the tip, and that's it. Um, and then there's no awkwardness at the end of the meal. Oh man, there's always awkwardness when there's food and alcohol involved. Um, it's true. Sure, I, but I mean, there's no, it, there, and there's no hassle of you know being drunk and trying to figure out. Oh, that's that's what I want you to tip. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I want you to lose the goosey, baby. So, uh-huh. for the most part, a drunken tipper is a good tipper. Oh, yeah, on average, for sure. That's when you get, like, those... The, In the restaurant the world... That's where you get the, the excessive tipping happens. Yeah. I, I would say it's probably both sides of the spectrum. Because if you're, if you're really broke, well, then you'll definitely feel more inclined to be like, and not and leave a very small tip and then, and then run out of there as soon as you can. Mm. But potentially, also, in the scenario... Where you're not allowed to choose how much you're tipping, it may keep those people on a budget out, and be like, "I'm not going to go if I got to if I know that I have to pay twenty percent more." Yeah, I would. But if it's like that everywhere, then you won't have a choice, right? Or you just don't go out, or you go out to less places. Which is but also it's there's a lot of no tipping in many countries in the yes. world, and it's been happening since the dawn of time. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually I haven't thought about it enough to think about it. How or, how or how do you like it, Stewie? I, you know, because I feel like as, as a as a sorry <laughs> for asking you, but no, I, I feel like I've never been a server, but I feel like oh, man. there's a lot of anxiety floating around because so much of your wage is not guaranteed. Yeah, well, I was always pretty aloof about it. I don't know what it was ever since I've been doing it. I did my very best to just to grab whatever money was on the table and stuck it in my apron or. Waited till people left and and did my best not to put a face to the tip total. So when I when you came back in, I didn't make you. I didn't have like the preconceived notion. For better so, or for worse, you tried to keep yourself from. But I don't want it being a biased server because it's not fair. The next table that I'm in a I'm instantly in a bad mood. I've seen so many servers just go f- like up and down like a Richter right. scale because of a table like one. Oh, so they'll get one, one shitty tip. Yeah, and then they're they'll be bummed for the rest I of the night. I never even thought of that. That's oh, it's totally it like mangles you. It, it, That's yeah, why we it, got Stewie here. Yeah. Oh, it, inside it, tip. It, it, it hurts your feelings. You feel really bad. Yeah. And then you you stop and think that they could have just forgot, grabbed the wrong receipt. Who knows? They you didn't know. carry the three. Any, there's been so many things. Yeah, I mean, it not, might have been their last eight dollars that yeah. they tipped you on a two hundred dollar bill. Who knows? Yeah, and there's nothing worse than I'd rather get a zero than like a buck on a twenty dollar. Yeah, I would always rather get a like zero. Like it's insulting. Yeah. to do that because it was a mistake. It was almost always a mistake. Like oh, I meant to leave cash or 
or I'd rather have like a coworker like steal that twenty dollars and see that one dollar. Like, ugh, because that's it. That's they're trying to say something to you. Right. right. They're sending you a message. If there's a zero, it's most likely there was an accident. But that's a sidebar. I actually, well, I have the. I'm not just a server. I've done everything. Everything. Yeah. So my perspective is even grander because mm-hmm. I hate the divide of the front and the back of the house and anything to to squelch that. Um, I'm actually for. I think in the long run it, it would be definitely for the better. I I like. I would love to take tipping out of the hands of some people, <laughs> you know. Because I what do you mean? I, well, because I love. I, I I do love fine dining, and that's where you make most of the, the good tips. But I, I I'm into to diners and counter service and and and, and lunch spots where tipping is just dog shit. I love. For people to 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 get paid better, if they do a lot of to go business, because to go tipping is just flabbergasting. The lack of yeah. regard for for the energy that it takes to pack up to goes is 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 staggering, and I, that's one thing. While I will shoot lasers at you, and I will be, I can't not be addicted to something that doesn't tip. Like big sh- like food runners for. For shoots and everything, it's like I know those guys gave you money for a tip. They do, and then they just zero it out and Sometimes, pocket it. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, if they're dropping the production crum- production company credit card, yeah, yeah. But I feel like uh, as as a whole, people don't assume that to go orders should be tipped very well. That's you know, insane. throw them a couple of bucks, but well, you'd be surprised. Like, I'll take a couple bucks. I don't mean people don't even get people. Yeah, people just put a line right through that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even somebody like myself, who's pretty aware of what's going on in the restaurant, even I don't think, I mean, because you think like, why would I give them a tip? I didn't, you know, this guy wasn't bringing me, refilling my water for the last hour and a half and bringing me a side of ranch when I asked for it or whatever it might be. They just hand me a bag, I hand them money and I leave. So I feel like, and this mm-hmm. this is could be totally wrong but to me it's also like diminishing returns on to go where it's like if you have a hundred dollar check you leave 20 bucks if you have a ten dollar check you leave two if -hmm. you're sitting down right it's 20 percent every time yeah but if Uh, i get yeah it should or it should if if you're getting good service whatever i mean yeah 15 any day of the week but anyway so you're just kind of always like regardless of how much it costs the same but if i get like 10 bucks worth of to go i'll leave like two bucks which ends up being like twenty percent. Yeah. But if I get like a hundred bucks of to-go food, I'll be like, "Here's eight bucks. Here's ten. Yeah, that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, kind of, mm-hmm. it doesn't stay the same. It doesn't sure. follow the actual amount. Yeah. But that's very, very true. But that's yeah, true. It, it takes time. To pack up to-go shit. I've done food. It. I worked in kitchens. Yeah, just I've done food. It keeps you away from. But from. I think you talked about it when you were things. on the podcast I before. Did. So yeah, tip tip your to goers. Oh, it's if just, you want them to like you. It's a lot of work. Plus, yeah, we we style you out. Yeah, we're happy. We got the it. little napkins and everything. So many rigs. Well, but, let's let's get into our our, our main subject of of souvying. Souvi. Um. Pod topic. Pod topic. Pod topic. Um, I've I've been souvying. For the last couple of months, ever since Christmas. Hi, my name's Jason. I sue V. <laughs> Thanks, for, Mom. And a lot of lot of swings and a few misses. Yeah. Uh, it is definitely a weird beast to wrap your head around. Yep. But overall, it's great. 
when you when you when you do it the right way, it's 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 tough. We we did a we did a sous vide today. Yep. And we probably didn't have the results that we were looking for. No. It's it's uh, so far of of all the sous vide I've done, the heart the long sous vide has been tough. Yep. Well, I guess we should uh, first. Uh, if if you're listening to this episode and you don't know what sous vide is, it's it's where you heat food in a bag, plastic bag that's sealed inside of water that's being circulated and the temperature is being controlled to a specific temperature. Very specific. It's analogous to cooking with an induction burner where you can dial in the the degrees of Celsius and Fahrenheit to the to the decimal point. To the decimal point and even more so on on this. But I always liken it to it reminds me of when we were kids and you would have a real small fish tank and yeah. and you're like this thing's a fish tank heater and it's just a, a, a tube it looks just like a tube in a, in, yeah. a, in the back of a stereo and you set the notch and it's you know if you spend more money you have something that's really really dialed in if you have a really fine fine fish tank you're working with there and it just it's just a stick that's like a, a heating element that that regulates the temperature of the water right and it's just this on a much grander scale so that's what it looks like to me sure so. and that's and that's you know part of the method of cooking or part of the reason of doing it is cuz it's very even and very soft but also it's like it's the idea of confiting where you're cooking something in its own juices and there's you can sous vide with liquid which is almost like braising or you can do something just by itself like a, something really fatty like a a duck leg and you're going to end up cooking it and reducing it and and uh heightening those flavors yeah um, and all in your you're you're cooking it in whatever you want to cook it in, and nothing you don't want to cook it in, and you're, um, you're making it so whatever is inside of that environment cannot escape. Right. There's so nothing. if you're searing, you know all that steam is raising. Uh, you know you're you're Nothing's melting. Nothing's evaporating. You're burning things. Stuff is evaporating. You're flipping sides. Water is boiling off. Yeah. Whatever it might be. It's circulating all the way mm-hmm. around it. So. so whatever you put in there is going to be in there for the whole long haul. Yep, and that can hurt you or help you. You can definitely make things way too strong and mm-hmm. overly done. And and so far we I've had I've I've seen nothing but but bad bad luck with doing long sous-viding. Like typically the, a, a big a popular sous-vide method is getting a big fat uh ribeye steak so you know dialing it into a perfect medium rare and finishing it and Putting it in the bag for a couple hours, hitting it in there, and then finishing it in, on a blazing hot cast iron. And every time I've done that, I've had delicious results. But then uh, the best thing I ever tasted that you had made out of there was definitely that steak, yeah. El Campo meats. But then today we did some beef cheeks for eight hours, and it, and they came out pretty tough. The uh, we we four beef cheeks, I would say, one hundred percent edible. And texture yeah. close to fork soft, but nowhere near what the best beef cheeks I've had resemble yeah. in texture. And, and took some post um, post sous vide finessing. Yeah, to, to make get it. And then, and then also sure. on New Year's Eve, I had a forty-eight hour brisket mm-hmm. that was that had very similar results. Right, which. 
is kind of, I mean, and then, and then when, you, when people braise foods, they'll say, you know, it seems almost impossible to dry food out in a braise, but it is very possible. Sure. But I think whatever reason that happens, whatever, like, however, whatever the reason that food can dry out when you braise it is, it seems like, is the similar reason why food can dry out in the sous vide. Well, like, if I'm doing a pork shoulder in the oven, it's very easy for me to check the internal temperature of it, right? Mm. And I find, so I know, like, at what at what temperature that all the connective tissue is going to be breaking down, collagen is going to be breaking down, softening, and Mm. I can figure that out. But it seems like, and what I would do with something like a beef cheek or a short rib, you kind of check the internal temperature. But what we're doing tonight with it sealed in the bag, we couldn't just hit it with an insta-read thermometer through it. It would ruin the whole situation. So it's kind of like I wonder what the internal temperature was of the meat when it finally came out. Right. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe it is worthwhile to open the bag, to open the bag and check the temp, because, yeah, that, that happened when, when I, when, when I, uh, was having the, the brisket sous vide, I like pulled the bag out, it had been there for two days, Yeah, which is insane. Yes, totally. And I pulled the bag out and I touched it and you can kind of, like when you're touching a steak, you can feel if it's rare, medium rare, well done, kind of like. Get an idea. You can get you can get an idea. They'll, there's like a, a a test where like different feelings in the palm of your hand, like you want. Yeah, the inside of your palm is supposed to be medium right. And you, below, but, and you just can, below the thumb. You can tell when it's hard and when it ain't, and mm. and it felt hard. And yeah, because we started we started the beef cheek this morning. I came over, sealed it up, and put it in. And then when I came back tonight, before the pod to finish it. Um, you could feel in the bag. You're like, "Ooh, this is this is like well done. This is tough." So, where do you think we messed up? I don't know actually. <laughs> I haven't dove into it enough, but so we, certainly. So we it, cooked it at like uh, 82 Celsius for eight hours, which right. is about 175 or which so what, Fahrenheit. What we were looking at recommended, and to me, we both thought it was hot, but then theorizing it, it was like, "Well, the connective tissue doesn't break down until about like 185, 190." For, for me, how long though? Too. Yeah, yeah, but for me, at two hundred is when I feel my pork shoulder is ready. I know that that's going to be completely, completely cooked into the texture I want. But it's got to be a combination. You know, this seems obvious to say, but either amount of time or temperature. And to me, it's usually temperature <coughs> is always the killer more than time. Yeah, but that's also not knowing as much about sous vide as I should. Mm-hmm. But I don't own one, so I'm just doing it with you. Yeah. But like when I've been braising, there's a lot more leeway in time as opposed to having the oven temperature off. Like if you don't have an if you don't have like an oven thermometer inside your oven so you know exactly, not just judging by what you set it at, but yeah. like when I've made the mistake of being at somebody's house and they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, my oven runs 20 degrees hotter." The difference between like 275 and 300 over eight hours can be a big deal, mm-hmm. you know? And so, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's probably the issue would be the temperature that we did today, which we already thought was kind of hot, even though we are going by a recipe. So do you think the temperature should have been lower? Without knowing more, that would be the first place that but I would But then the other, the other issue it. is you, if... If the temperature is lower, then how will that collagen break down? Yeah, in these cuts of meat. 
Yes, that's true, huh? Because you're not if you're if it only stays Does at it 180, have it's going to get hotter. Does maybe it, maybe we need to do it hotter. I don't know. Would it make hotter sense to shorter? do it hotter and shorter? Yes, actually. You think so? I do. <laughs> like yeah. Jeremy Piven. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't care. Nailed it. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I, of course, because it's not going to heat if it's if you're regulating that temperature at 180 degrees. Or so maybe degrees or maybe do it at 200 for two hours, three hours. Well, the Who water, knows? the water's hot too. I mean, I thought maybe. I mean, that's. I mean, 200 degrees is almost boiling. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't know enough about sous vide too, because maybe. Uh, and I'm just getting into it, but if you're doing a hundred hour oxtail like we were talking about, right? I mean that is at a much lower temperature that you need oxtail to get to to also break down to that classic braised oxtail. But oxtail still has that stuff. same kind of collagen that yes. needs to break down. So maybe I'm uh, maybe you know the science between oven and sous vide temperatures and connective tissues and times is completely different. There we go. It's tough. You're, you, Why listeners, is it you, you're, uh, you get to hear us spitball without actually bringing yeah. you the heat and the information <laughs> that you need. That's fun. We're offering but, a but, unique perspective where we uh, we we bring up an, a problem and we don't answer it. For <laughs> we you. don't answer it, but maybe we'll. Look but into we can it all answer it together. It's like a, cereal. You go back and talk about it in forums. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in Jeez. And who uh, is this Chris Kringle? In eight yeah. weeks from now, we will have nailed this and answered the question. It's a cliffhanger episode. Yeah. Find out next week when we, learn how to, when we learn how to sous vide. Yeah. I have messed up dishes that were inedible, for sure, in, in my cooking life. So this, All the time. Tonight, this was not inedible. It was good. It was oh, like, yeah. I ate the it was like a it. Yeah, and, and I thought it was great. Chopped but I don't think we did the most of what was a really nice beef cheek and a great cut of meat. It tasted kind of like a good pot roast, not a great beef cheek. You yeah, know, it had like a soft, nice beef roast beef texture on, on the softer side. Yeah, there's something. We worked on a big pan sauce glaze, which kind of hid some of it because that was a really big, bold flavor. That if it, if the cheek had been done better, we wouldn't have needed as much of that. Isn't but, isn't there really something depressing about getting a super nice? High quality piece of meat yes, from the farmer's nothing, market. Nothing more. It's you know it's perfectly sealed and it looks just like a stunning piece of meat. No, it's it beautiful. And then out. you just fuck it up. One of the cheeks was a little <laughs> bit smaller than I'd hoped, but still it was like this is great. It's but tough, it, man. It lo- it looks beautiful. Yeah, and it came from Hollywood Farmers Market from Sunday sure. from a the a beef guy that I like a lot, and he was really excited about the cheeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about these cheeks. Ooh. <laughs> But, yeah, that I would say also that is the most disappointing, especially because your price point for the dish is like so specific and big. Mm. It was like high was risk, high reward. Sleepy big time, Stewie. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting sick from you guys. You're just sick, bro. I'm just sick. I'm just tired. Um, and the wine and the beef. And also this episode... I just realized is is coming out on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Oh no! I made I made I'm a <laughs> I, I I made a Valentine's Day slaw today for dinner. The slaw was really good. It's fantastic. Very simple. Really liked it. If you, if you if you're looking for a little, because this episode will come out Saturday morning, so we, we I would say we would all recommend 
not going out to dinner on Valentine's Day. Hey, I don't even like going out to dinner on Saturday, let alone Saturday, Valentine's Day. Yeah, going out Day. to dinner on Saturday would Jesus, suck. Lord. But yeah, going out to dinner okay. on Valentine's Day. If, if you care enough about cooking and food to found this podcast, then you are good enough to make Valentine's Day dinner yourself. Save all that money and just buy some really nice ingredients and... And cook it at home. And make them small portions so you can get that cut up. Well, on... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't... Honestly, and make, make the, a nice light, light meal so you are able to have sex at yeah, the end or, of the night. And please, just have sex before dinner. Let's be smart. Yeah. Just dance Did, Were you listening shit. to a podcast where they talked about this? No, I just... I've, I've, I've heard there's like a... Of a classic Dan Savage podcast where he talks. Uh, yeah, I just listened to. Uh, what was it? Dan Savage was Shout a guest on the Sporkful, which is a food mm. podcast, and he was, that was his like number one Valentine's Day tip: have sex at seven o'clock, mm. take a shower, get dressed, and get the nine forty-five dinner reservation when it's died down and it's a little more chill. Yeah. That's a great tip. It's a great tip it's tough though to no it's not i've done it it's fantastic <laughs> uh-uh. uh, i mean it, it's you, you know it doesn't have to be 9 45 you just just basically should definitely have sex before you have dinner that's just it, it doesn't matter what the fuck what time your reservation that's, is that's true yeah, just knock it out or does it mix <laughs> it, it's tough to really break the mold of having the you go to dinner you you wine you dine you have some champagne it's a whole big long thing you have the chocolate, you have, you know, the, and then that's when it happens. And then you seal the deal in an Uber ride. And then you seal the deal. But yeah, I mean, yeah. after like, even just, mm. even just last night, I went and had dinner at this restaurant bar, Ama downtown. See? Great restaurant. Had a light, had a, a pretty light meal, mostly vegetarian, but we just, it was, we just scarfed it all down. And at the end of it, I'm just like, I don't even want to fucking stand up. I just want to like lay on a couch. I'm just like, Bleh. just call yeah. for a medic. I, I saw you right after. You guys looked back of an ambulance. Ill. You guys, yeah, you look. And all we were doing was trash. eating cauliflower. You know, like if you eat a big ass meal and you have dessert. You know, we had like some deep fried ice cream and some chocolate pudding and stuff like that. That might have done it. Seal. Yeah, that's the nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. No one's feeling sexy after that. Mm-mm. You gassy, but then also no one's no <laughs> one's feeling. <laughs> it's it it kind of takes the, the I don't know. Maybe you should just have sex the mor the morning after. I don't know. Right, Something right. seems wrong about having Before, sex at, after during. Well, sex doesn't always have to be penetration. No, you can you can arouse your lover in other With ways. With your mind stuff. Yeah. All right, most deaf. And this oh, God, <laughs> don't put in it. No. There's something just seems wrong about having sex at 7 p.m. before dinner. No. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm mean, all you, for you that. You clearly haven't done it. It's like, you, all you, for like, that. Motherfuckers don't no, have, I have. I've had sex at. I've had sex. All different Jeez. kinds. All I've different times sex. of the day. But I feel like there's a natural order of how things are supposed to go. Yeah, and that shit is boring. Sex is better when it's not vanilla. I'm not saying it's boring because it's after. It's not boring. But I, I will argue say that seven o'clock sex is vanilla. There's a solid gold AM hit. Why? Because like, you're doing. Because you're have. I mean, obviously, having sex at the end of Valentine's Day is like an inevitable thing. <laughs> like, it's kind of it's floating in the air. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. If it doesn't happen. The guy's gonna be disappointed, kind of thing. Yeah. But if you and the ladies, if you are th- thinking about ladies. it, I think the idea is to not think about it so much to the totally. point where 
but like if you're Don't thinking about, about it, it so much to the point where you're you're planning on having sex before dinner because you're gonna feel too full afterwards, I think that takes the the mood out of it. Unless you unless you like I think this is the plan. The plan is no plan. The plan is you, you just throw there you, a, go. you toss bang. a nod at him like bang. you wanna and then no like, plan okay, is the plan. and then bang. And they say chivalry is dead. Yeah. yeah. Bang, hey, bang. you wanna yeah. <laughs> Hey, bang bang. I say this is the plan. It's it's a little it's a little update on on Dan Savage. I've got the pen out. Give it. All right, seven p.m. rolls around. You invite the lady over. Set an iPhone alarm. You got, you got champagne. Mm. Boom. You do. You immediately go into the champagne. You guys finish the ball of champagne by eight o'clock. That's a lot of champagne. So then you're into your second R. Kelly record. At that at that point. Every both it, there, there's no awkward like we should probably just get this sex over with so we're not feeling you know, like there's none of that. You're 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 you haven't eaten. You're on a light stomach and you got pretty drunk. You're buzzing and you're running high off the champagne. Then you do then you do the sex. The nasty. Then all good. You're feeling fine and now that Uber is around, you call an Uber. You go to your yep. dinner. You fill up. You want to eat food way more because you're drunk. You're not nervous because you show up already drunk. There's no weirdness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both people, I mean, and then you pass out at 945. That's great. You wake up again, 1130, bang, bang, back at it. Bang, bang. You wake up, up. wake up again at 1130. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a like lot 50, of sleep. 50 shades of gray. Just, yeah. Apparently, Stewie turns into a Thai bus driver on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> So you go to sleep at nine forty-five, wake up at eleven thirty. Yeah, get your full twelve hours <laughs> or ten hours of sleep. I like your plan, PM. but what you just described literally. PM. Oh, you wake up at eleven thirty. Yeah, you wake up again because who oh, goes to bed at nine? I caught the PM part. I, yeah, oh, PM. you wake up at eleven thirty. No, I was no, like, no, no, okay, no. you take an hour and a half. You basically you disco nap. nap. You disco nap. Yeah, yeah. ten p.m. cat nap, and then <laughs> bang bang again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then Conan. <laughs> the classic Stewie eleven thirty bang bang nap. <laughs> And then up at 745 because street sweeping. <laughs> I like to imagine Stewie waking up his partner at 1130 by throwing firecrackers in the room <laughs> while they're from a dead sleep. I like that you referred to him, his sex accompaniment as his partner. Uh, lady. Yeah. His lady. Stewie, lady how are you and your partner doing anyway? Yeah, again? I got a one. I got no partners. So you're single on Valentine's Day. Yeah. My condolences. You don't Plus, this comes out Saturday morning. Plenty of time. This comes out Saturday morning. There's mm. still time. There's if you want. Time. But this, this, this Valentine's Day, my, uh, we're, my girlfriend and I are going to be in Palm Springs DJing. Aye. Great. So we're going to go get a little, uh, a little sushi at our favorite sushi spot in Palm Springs, a.k.a. the only good sushi spot in Palm Springs. That is such, that's such a good Valentine's Day. Yeah, it sounds nice. Working, paid to be somewhere fun. Free hotel. Gonna have a good time. That's nah, great. Mm-hmm. It's great. But then, but it's also a little, it's a little too easy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it doesn't involve enough work on my part. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's every, every the val- Valentine's Day has been handed to me on a silver platter by the club promoter who has decided See, to book my girlfriend and I to DJ. The trick to winning that one is bringing something that you can't get in Palm Springs with you. Right. Well, I'm going to do a couple tricks to 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 make uh, Sam don't listen to this. Make I'm the sorry. load or mom. Jesus Christ. 
Or mom. No, yeah, no, no. bang, bang. These are not sex tricks. I'm teasing. Uh, she, tomorrow morning, she's flying to uh, San Francisco for a gig just for the night and then back on Saturday on yeah. Valentine's Day. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to go to her house and make her breakfast in the morning before she leaves to the airport. So that's one. That's really good. I'm laughing because I imagine like you just being like, I'm just going to go to her place and fuck it up. <laughs> so it looks really bad when she gets home. She's going to be so excited to leave for Palm Springs. It's going to yeah. be great. She's going to yeah, be in yeah. such a good mood to be out of that shithole that I'm I just tore gonna apart. Go, I'm going to go trash her apartment. T- I'll help you TP if you got me <laughs> yeah. that. It's all good. So what I've, I've been experimenting a lot with uh, bre- baking bread, yeast, yes. flatbreads, tortillas. I tasted some of them. Very good. Focaccias and stuff like that. So... I made uh, I made like a cast iron focaccia uh, a couple days ago, and it turned out pretty pretty good. So then I got the idea tomorrow morning. I've 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 got the 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 the, uh, the bread dough. It's gonna it's been proofing all day. It's gonna go overnight, so it will be really nice and soft and developed and yeasty and delish. But then I'm gonna I'm gonna make the uh, the cast iron focaccia, but then shape that motherfucker into a heart. Bang, bang. Oh, yeah. Heart-shaped focaccia, still warm in the cast iron. No, that's, that's not, women don't want anything more than fresh baked bread is what I've learned. Ha. With thin-shaved beef heart on top. So it's hard (laughs) two ways. Chicken hearts. I've learned, like, you, you know, caviar, foie gras, whatever it may be. Like a really brown, fresh, it looks like oil is drizzling off of it, fresh baked bread. That's like, that's that's kryptonite to all women. Yes. I mean, most men, I would, but I'd, I feel like it I'd affects women on a more physical, down to their bones. They It affects them more so. That, I mean, there's there's nothing kind of like more romantic than... Like a fresh loaf of bread out of the oven. That mm-hmm. is just like one of those intrinsic things. It just makes you want to just munch it up. So <laughs> down to down to down to the flesh. So all you that listened to uh, how to season a cast iron in the last episode. That's right. Ah. Here's the follow up heart shaped box. Yeah, my cast iron is so seasoned that I just drop it in, boom boom, and it'll you know cook in the oven on 500 for. Seven minutes or something like that. Come yeah. out golden brown, huh. and I just take my cast iron, flip it upside down, and it just immediately and it just drops straight out. Yeah, not a not yep. a single nothing. Just like no need right on a yeah. bed of roses. It's great bed of roses. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna do that and make make a little soft scramble and some bacon. Send her packing. I'm just gonna tell Maggie that we didn't do a podcast this week, so <laughs> yeah. she doesn't hear this. Well, you could steal steal my idea. So that's share in the idea. So that's so I'm going to do that. That's a, I think that's great. But then here's here's the good kicker. Ugh. She's on 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 Valentine's Day. She's we're both DJing in Palm Springs, and then the very next day, she's leaving from the desert to Vegas for three days. Mm-hmm. So right. me getting her flowers is useless because yes. they'll die. And yep. she won't be able to enjoy them. So unless they're in her hotel room when she arrives. Oh, bang bang! Oh, fuck you! Now I have to do that. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
How do I even do that? It's a hotel that makes what you happy. hundred flowers, player. Uh, it's that cheddar, baby. Get that shit delivered. You can make anything happen. Just is gonna be them greenbacks. <laughs> Literally, like out of all things in the I world, that can be. I got my own bread because you just <laughs> fucked it up. Literally, like the most delivered thing in the world is flowers, and you're just like, yeah. how the fuck do you get flowers <laughs> delivered? I know, no. but but like a uh, you know the specific. Ho- I don't even know what hotel she's. You need a flower at. guy in Vegas. I got a flower yeah, guy. Yeah, I need a flower uh, guy, guy in Vegas. Vegas. Because, like, I feel like I need to find a way to go without... Because I feel like 1-800-Flowers is maybe a little too... Road trip. Road trip, dog. I don't know. No, not worth it. We'll stop in Baker, check the temp. But that yeah. is good. I th- but I feel like like the 1-800-Flowers, like, hey, send a, a dozen Sherry's Berries. Chocolate, you know, it's like a little, like, <laughs> it's a little too... It's not special. Like, uh, you know, paying... Eighty four ninety nine to one eight hundred flowers no, to drop I mean, off a yes. dozen shitty red roses no, that she it's, won't it's even always, like. It's always more money than. Does the it flower. make more sense for me to maybe I'll do this and also then edible ha- arrangement? You've come to the perfect she'll conclusion. Chocolate dipped pineapple for days. Covered honeydew melons, fondue. So uh, maybe maybe I'll do this. Stewie, don't respond to the group text during the podcast. <laughs> I'll fuck you up. Um, I will. I'll, I'll find out the hotel. Yeah. Hit up the concierge. That's the move. And then be like, yo, I mean, because then the flowers will be kind of useless in Vegas, too, because she's going to be in Vegas, and then she's just going to fly back home. Well, you describe, I mean, yeah, but she'll be there for three days, which is a reasonable I guess that's, a, that's a good enough. Flowers. That's good enough. I mean, that's enough days. But, does it, but I was thinking. She'll see it every uh, time she's there and be like, oh. I mean, that's the, literally, there's no, like, utilitarian factor for Yeah, flowers. and then if she ever wants to, and if she, like, drunkenly meets a guy and brings her up to the hotel room, she'll see the bouquet and be like, well, that's why you put a little GoPro in with the flowers. The, <laughs> put the GoPro in the flowers. So you come home and see what happens. And also, room. we have now hit the mark where we've talked about this long, so long that I have to do it. <laughs> yes. Because yes. if I didn't do it, I would look like a piece of shit. You put the flowers, just have a in her apartment when she comes back. Just put it on the Stu Amex card. I think that's a little too late. Doesn't this podcast have an Amex? Just yeah, expense that writer. shit. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, maybe is that a better idea? I mean, it doesn't have it's Only not a special. Because it's just like you won't what see it coming. Idea? What was his, idea? his idea was have the flowers at her house when she, when comes, she back. comes back for her to enjoy. It's a little far away. It's a little far she, away. Yeah, but then you don't see it coming. You don't see it coming, but then you but you once once it's Four days after Valentine's Day, it hits the point where if you haven't done anything in that time frame, you fucked up. Yeah. And if you do something that late into the game, it's kind of like a half-ass, like you limped in, like, mm, I, I see you, but eh, you, kinda, you, st- you fucked up still. I guess I've been single for that long now. No, I mean, we're, hey, I want any, you know, I'm open to any feedback if it involves not... Having flowers delivered to Las Vegas. I was even saying, how is she getting to Vegas? Airplane. Mm, never mind. All right, I think I'm going to have to do the flowers. Yeah. No, but I, I, before you hit 1-800-Flowers, yeah, the move. You talk to the concierge. Maybe That's they'll have a wild-ass idea. Absolutely like, what you do. We can do flowers, but we also have these options that is like very unique yeah. and different. And this could be great. And what about this? Also, you know, you, just, you hook up the facial or the massage. Okay, this is where the podcast stops. All right, fucking stop. (laughs) But that is a good idea. 
Yeah, but all, in, in all this I, scenario where if I had a, a sound effects button that would make the sound of a cash register chinging yes. or yeah, Scrooge best. McDuck jumping into a pool of coins, I would signal that now. Yeah. Uh, that sounds nice. I agree. Classic backstory. So Andre, what are you gonna do for Valentine's <laughs> Day? <laughs> I am. I, I don't know. We actually. I, I might have been going out of town, but I think I'm gonna be here for it. So. But it'll be something fun. It'll be something special. Mm-hmm. Do you guys usually do you usually do a cook cook a meal, or do you just go out to dinner on a different day, or do you go out? To yeah, dinner on- uh, any of those things. I, I think anything Valentine's that doesn't day has going- not been you know big on our on our list of things over the years that we've done. It's not a, that big. You got a yourself deal. a good girl. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I think <laughs> she really appreciates attention. I, I think, and I don't think there's anything wrong with really getting excited for Valentine's Day, but it is a little arbitrary, and it is yeah. well, there's a lot of pressure, and it's one of those things where, you know, I like getting flowers randomly. I do that a lot. Oh, yeah. It's just like when you see them, you bring it home and whatever. And Sure. But, um, no, but if we talked about it, we'll do something fun. We'll figure out something low-key. I mean, I think it's always the worst night to go to the best restaurant. It's always a great night to go to, like, like the Zinc Cafe downtown. We talked about going to that. She's vegetarian, and it's great, and it's not too crazy, and it's not mm-hmm. going to be insane, but it's also nicer than just average, you know. And nice it's bar in there too. Great location, and we can think outside bar the bar crawl around, you know, stuff like that. The you bar know, inside there like, is beautiful. You don't have to spend the two fifty prefix on an arbitrary night, Ugh. as opposed to like spending a lot of money on a really special visiting chef night, <laughs> or a once off, or an occasion, or like whatever it is. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's just the tension. You know, it doesn't have to be over the top, but it just has to be thoughtful. Yeah, these ladies just want to feel Honestly, special. Make a picnic happen. You know, yeah. Oh, really I'm not it. joking. Go on a hike, picnic basket, Hikes bottle and of wine. Picnics would be at the top of that's, our list. That's for like sure. that's the best. It's just some time. You should do that. I should yeah, do that. That's super easy. Call. Just that's some it. time. Just some time. Fresh also, time. like you mentioned, the the whole dinner thing on Valentine's Day night's nuts. It's no fun. Mid afternoon picnic. Yeah. Magic Hour picnic, yeah. go catch a flick. And then when you do the the afternoon picnic, you'll might you might end up being done with that picnic maybe around seven o'clock. Ooh. Bang bang. <laughs> Bring two blankets, you feel me? <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> two blankets. Two blankets. This, this Valentine's Day is interesting because for better or for worse, we do have Fifty Shades of Grey coming out. On Friday, I think that's going to be a pretty popular. <laughs> I'm not going to see it. Stupid. No, no, no. But I think like probably not a lot of people I know are going to see it. But I know around the country, there's it's oh it, yeah by by already the pre the pre ticket sales reports. It's sold more tickets in advance than any movie of all time, including Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, which you would think are the big. Are you serious? Like, yeah, it's sold more pre sale tickets than any movie in the history. Of uh, of box office. What do you think yeah. this is going to do for our nation's sex life? Is it going to get freakier? Nothing. Nothing? I mean, it's like uh, they'd be reading it. Yeah, I mean, they'd I think it, 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 I haven't read it. I can't. Yeah, I, I don't can't know. Imagine that you have gonna, to. It's going to hurt, but it's like in the end, it's just something that it's it's like it comes and goes. It, All right, it, now I'm I'm going to see the place. movie with my girlfriend now, just yeah. just to be fun. <laughs> I'll see it alone on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'll be in the back. Yeah, boy, creepy. What are you going to do on Valentine's Day as a single bachelor on the prowl? Very handsome. On the bachelor. I'm A, uh, you, thank you, B, not on the prowl. Uh, a good-looking C, bachelor not on the prowl. Have you ever heard of the three-point contest? 
<laughs> oh, that's right. That's last weekend. weekend. Is that hog? That's this weekend? You you think I don't know when the three-point contest is on how long you've been knowing me? Okay, so the NBA three-point and the slam dunk For the listeners at home, Stewie, big NBA fan. Yeah. Also, I'm working. Also, he is working. I'm so ha- helping I'm, all your Valentine's I, Day I, dreams thank come you. true. I, I don't really work at the restaurant that's like a hot, hot date spot, but, right. you know, that, People will come in there to celebrate Valentine's Day, and I would like to be there to make sure yeah, this, the people that do do that have it, you know, are sorted out, taken care of. It, it is ironic that three people on a food podcast, and the whole time we didn't even realize that every single person in the restaurant industry works on every single holiday. <laughs> uh, I yes. I did not forget that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've worked every Valentine's Day for as long as I can remember. A, it's important as a manager. B, as a server, a you make a bunch of. Night. You do make a yeah, you make a pretty good dough, but as a as a manager, yeah, it's just everything has to be as perfect as you can. Memories are high. Memories are made that night. Memories are made that night. I helped somebody propose Bang. on a Valentine's Day. And yeah, I brought out the Where'd ring. Where'd you have the ring? Oh, just on a plate. When the dessert course came out, I just brought the ring out on a plate. Oh. With some champagne. No, I brought Prosecco. I don't fuck with champagne. Uh, I'm, I'm a, cha- I'm a Prosecco man. When you handed you the ring to put it on the plate, did he slide a little twindo your way? Oh, well, no, he was dripping in sweat. He came in in the daytime, some, you know, knocked on the door. We happened to be like in like just finishing up a meeting at, at Maximiliano. At any point, did he throw up on you? No, uh, <laughs> he was so nervous, man. He should have thrown up on me. <laughs> just to get it out of I was out really of hoping he would. So he came in the daytime. Did he give you the ring in the daytime? Yeah, I had the ring all day. I was, I was. That's that's so bad. nervous. That's rough. That's rough to do to somebody. Yeah, that's that's that, not good. That's putting all. Because if you lose, he came the ring, to the right man. He came he did, to the right he man. He did come to the right man, but did like, he, did he give you putting a lot of faith into a stranger? Yeah. Did he give you a black leather suitcase with? Like handcuffs attached, like, <laughs> and just like hook it onto and be like, yeah, "Did you get yours for the next six Did you hours. get the launch codes and everything? Yeah, luckily, I have a hatchet. No. So, you, so he gave it to you in the afternoon yeah. and told you what was going down. Honestly, I never occurred to me how how that could be a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> just because who? I mean, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. Everybody there was on pins and needles. Every we were all so excited the whole day, and I was super duper nervous because I was the one that had to do it. That's really fun. So yeah. it was. So the whole restaurant was buzzing because you everybody knew it was going to happen. Knew. All I mean, the like servers were tables, until she knew. said no. Everybody. Oh, every, how did the chefs were looking? I got a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so you just. So everybody and knew, and you're like, like you're never right now, but table this. fourteen, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Yep. So they. So you brought it out. He went down on one knee. Yeah. She said, said yes. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't go down on one knee. He was sitting across. Lazy son of a bitch. Nah, it was, it was, it was sweet. It was very nice. I would have put well the done. ring around a small cannoli. You know what? We thought about that. <laughs> a lady <laughs> thing. It crossed our mind, yeah. No. That's too risky, though. Yeah. Because then she puts it on, it's all greasy. You'd be so. eating, yeah. You can't buff that. Slides right off. You know what? That's bad juju. <laughs> yeah, too risky with the, with too the ring. Too risky. I'm trying to think what's the worst way to bring the ring out. Like, what would be the worst choice from the kitchen to put it on? Hide it in the mac and cheese. <laughs> the yeah. mac and cheese. Uh, uh, putting it in any food-based product. Oh, you know what? Hiding the, it in the ice. The one the that's like the worst <laughs> is people. I, I've you see it in movies, or and I know it, it does happen that you drop it in the champagne flute. Yeah, right. but that's the thing that like somebody will just slug champagne every once sure. in a while and like bye. Yeah, 
You have to do later. If you're going to do the ring in the champagne flute, it has to be a well lit restaurant. Yeah. And you have to see it and hear it happen. Maybe if it's too dark, you could just swallow that. What if you brought it out on like a fishing pole and like cast it at her yeah. and then threw it back and kind of make <laughs> her get huh, it? Huh, huh, huh. Like if you're working down at the wharf or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Ladies love that. That'd yeah. be the good one. Come get it. Chase it. <laughs> you know you want it. All your friends have it. That's true. No. That's enough to have a girl say no. <laughs> yeah. You asked this guy to do that? Wow, this is this turned into be a real romantic pod, guys. Good job. It's in the G-Day air. G-Day special. It's in um, the air. Unfortunately, this episode about sous-viding has now turned into an episode about Valentine's Day. With I, think a, it, I think it's a good mix. No, it's super fortunate. A little bit of sous-viding. We're going fig- to get to the bottom of this. If you have any tips on... On how to make a long, extended hour sous vide not get too dried out and overcooked or whatever, send those in. I think we are. If Wiley Dufresne is listening, send yeah. WD forty. Come at us. Rest in peace. But oh, is it closed? Yeah. Um, Fifty, by the way. But I think we're gonna try and attempt it one more time. We'll try it again. Next podcast, right? Rewind. Yeah, we'll Rewind. do it again. And we didn't even talk about the other applications of it. There's this thing called a vegetable. It's great. <laughs> yes. People okay. Well, really do enjoy well, it. I, I, I have sous vide input where it, in a restaurant it, it makes so much sense. I know things. Okay. We'll do a follow up on yeah. the next episode, which will be a real sous vide episode. Skirt. In theory. Um, if you did like this podcast, it is a free podcast that we do for you with no ads and all that stuff. So all we ask is if you like it, tell a friend, give us a good rating and review, and subscribe on iTunes. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at them jeans. You could follow my brother on Twitter at Stu Stewart. And Andre is not on social media at all still and forever. No. And that's where we like him. So we'll see you guys next week on the Stew. Thank you. Oh.